0: Hello, hello. Welcome, thanks for coming. Let's do this thing. Welcome, come sit down with me about the middle of your mat, cross-legged, or any other seated position that you can feel comfortable in. Last few classes have been a lot of uh, orientation, a lot of speaking uh, on the primary spirit of this journey, this, the uniqueness of this approach to yoga, because it is of utmost importance that we don't default to familiar mindsets. I'm going to remind you again and again and again. Why? <clears throat> because when I say default mindsets, it happens automatically. If we're not on our game about how we are approaching this practice and we just slip into the same old mindset. Oh, I'm going to take you know my body into a yoga class and I'm going to listen to the teacher as he or she tells me what, what to do and where to put my feet, and where to put my hands and where to bend and where I'm supposed to feel it. And we just go with that mindset. Or, oh, I really need to get my exercise in today and so I'm going to do my yoga, so I really hope that we get some exercise. All these kinds of mindsets are are driven by something that is precisely what this yoga is about overcoming. I'm going to remind you again and again, so get used to it. <laughs> uh, this yoga is not about what it appears to be about. In fact, you don't even have to watch. You can just close your eyes and listen. Um, <clears throat> don't get, don't get um, stuck on the superficial, on the what we are doing, what postures, how fast, how slow, how long, how short, how whatever. That, that whole mind space that we're used to, we don't even realize it's like a trance that we're in. We're like in a, in a perpetual enslavement to do, 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 do all the time. And so we want yoga, which is precisely supposed to be the cessation of that, the end of that, the relief, the liberation, the moksha, from the normalized insanity of everyday life where we're always trying to get to some objective. And so our, our objective is objectified and we objectify ourselves in order to get to that objective on some poorly thought out notion that once we reach said objective, we're going to have some kind of lasting satisfaction. And we keep chasing that dangling carrot. At what point do we stop and go, hold up on all the insanity? which we don't know is insanity, because everyone's participating. And we're all thinking, oh, it must be normal, because everybody's insane. <laughs> Break the insanity. Denormalize the insanity. That's what Unam Yoga is about. That's what I'm asking you to do. And I'm not going to apologize for that anymore. <laughs> so, And I hope you can celebrate that with me, because it's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing to call it out. And to denormalize it and let's get sane, let's get still, let's get deep, let's tap this moment that we keep s- scurrying by all the time. I will not allow you to turn this yoga practice into another way of missing the moment. <laughs> we are going to stay with the moment. <clears throat> and that is, uh, it's easy to say, everyone talks about be here now, be in the moment. We, we use the words, we abuse the words, we throw them around. And we think just because we utter the the words that we're speaking the wisdom or getting the wisdom, we're not. We have to understand that now is not something we just arrogate and go, oh yeah, I'm here now. No, we've we've been not here now for most of our lives. We can't just say, oh, I'm going to be here now. What does it really mean? Because we've never not been here now. We're always here now, but we're clearly missing it. We're clearly Uh stressed, depressed, anxiety-ridden, frantic, and we're seeing the signs everywhere in our personal lives, our relationships, and in the world around us. And you don't just get to say, oh, yeah, I don't do that. (laughs) We have to be very, in a sense, humble and recognize, okay, this is a big deal. Well, what I'm saying to you is a big deal. You don't just, you know, say that you're doing it. That said, we absolutely can undo that habit, it's a, this is a rehabilitation yoga where we are continuously requiring ourselves to recognize the magnitude of the habit we are breaking as a prerequisite to being, being able to break it. <clears throat> so I'm gonna ask that of you to recognize again and again this is big, what we're doing, okay? Now, where does, where does the physical practice come in? Well, now we've got this amazing place to meet in breathing and motion and feeling and exploring and involving ourselves, this sacred moment where it's you and me and your body and your mind and you're just your felt experience to... To experience in the reflection of our bodies, in the reflection of our sensations and in our movements and in our experience. How, how, how am I moving? What is my motive? Who's doing this anyway? What am I up to? What, what's the whole point of this? Okay? I am going to just really, from the bottom of my heart, ask that you take that on as your mission today. What the heck am I up to? Really? Really? Let's get real. What am I doing? (laughs) Do I have some idea that once I get an hour and a half of yoga in, then I can go, oh good, I did that. Check that off my list and move on to the next thing that's in our insanely frantic lifestyles. Blocked out, going, 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 never quite getting there but pretty sure we're gonna get there someday. No, we're not gonna do that today. So there you have it, so there. (laughs) All right, we're seated, we're breathing, let's drop in now, okay? Your breath is already flowing. All I'm asking you to do is bring your attention to what is already happening with your breath. Just let your breath be exactly what your breath is. You may find as soon as you bring your attention to the breath, it deepens because oftentimes you recognize, wow, I'm suffocating here. (laughs) I'm not breathing enough. I, I need more breath. So we let that breath flood in. We let it course through our blood, through our body, through our veins, through our, just the, just the feeling of the breath. Think about this sensation. If we just think of the breath as an experiential sensation, what is it exactly? So we can't call it oxygen. <laughs> we can't even call it inhale and exhale. We, those are just the labels. What is it actually? Life, the word life is getting closer. Light. <sighs> Let's start to just feel that breath coming in as light. Good. Meet the breath. Not as, don't take the breath. Taking the breath is still arrogating the breath. We want to meet the breath, open to the breath, surrender to the breath, allow the breath. Not just as it floods us in, but as it floods us out. And we want to really focus now on letting the exhales become inhales. And the inhales become exhales. Ah Making sounds is totally a wonderful healing uh, opportunity with every exhale. Ah You can even make sounds on the inhale. <gasps> <laughs> Just let your breath speak. Ah, let your body resonate with the exhale. Let's just spill right into just a brief exploration of the of really what this goes into is the primarily the foundation, the hips, the sacrum. That's why I love starting with this one. The hands meet the floor depending on the receptivity of the tissues in your hips, back primarily, you're just going to basically shimmy on into whatever feels perfect for you we're finding that 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 boundary which is is a boundary that moves and breathes and adjusts all the time where it's not too much and it's not too little and it's just right so if as long as you're staying with just right and always adjusting and updating to the current just right you can Bring it in deeper to the elbows, to the forehead, some of us. Maybe you're just hanging out, just barely tipping forward. Remember that one of the deepest conditioning thought forms that we inherit is further equals I'm doing better. Let that go. Further does not mean better. We're not trying to get flexible. Just hang out with just a little tilt. If that feels good, honor that. Otherwise, there's going to be this thought of like, oh, other people are going further. Nothing's going further. Well, I got to get there. And then there's a tension between where you are and where you think you should be when that's just a false assumption anyway. So remember, really honor yourself wherever your body happens to be. We're going to take wherever you've tipped forward to whatever degree and just sway it on over to that left leg. As you sway over the left leg, you're going to feel the right side lengthening and opening and up opening up. So every posture is going to have its focal area, its its main gift in terms of bringing awareness to a certain area of our body and helping us to release any surface tensions and, and contractions. And, and overall, the whole body and the mind is also relaxing and releasing its contraction. So we're just entering in, being extra gentle in these opening moments. Covering over that left leg, just generally speaking, and then continuing it over to the support of the right, or sorry, the left hand or the elbow, and find the angle of that tilt. So the further that hand is, or if you drop to the elbow, you're going to feel an increase of that tilt. Now that right hand starts to slide along the floor in the same direction. And just kind of think of an airplane sort of taking off the runway, right? If you do that motion, what it does is it brings the length in first and then the the hand and arm starts to rise and just keep riding that wave. And something special happens is that arm, which is curling around you like a wave. You're like a surfer in the tube here. Draw that arm back. What we're going for is using this shape to actually penetrate deeper into the center of your chest and heart and just the center of you, uh, the fountain of you. Find that place and bask. You might be able to hear in the tone of my voice the place it's hitting inside. Try to find that place. That deep, deep, deep. (laughs) And then we're going to picture ourselves over that right leg and start to collapse. Feel that motion. Beautiful motion. Collapsing down. Sweeping through the center, we're studying all the sensations, celebrating all the sensations by way of just really giving them place to breathe and speak and show up without rushing. We're going to arrive over that right leg, adjust the tilt again, even if you're all the way up and just barely leaning over that leg. You've got magic happening in your tissues. And let's continue it just like we did on the left hand. We're going to go to the right hand or elbow. Let that left hand serve as an airplane taken off the runway. Get the length. Get the length first. You're going to feel that all along the left side of your body. And then keeping that length, that lengthy kind of reach, then draw the arm up over the head until you hit the sweet spot right there in the center of the heart, the fountain of you. Breathe. Let it go to the hands and the fingertips, crown of your head, the tips of your toes. (sighs) Entitlement. Entitlement is one of humans' greatest obstacles (laughs) in our healing and in our growth. We think that because we want something, we ought to get it. All the spiritual talk, all the spiritual coaching. Get what you want. Get what you desire. Who's asking if what we're desiring is what we really want? Who's asking if whether or not we really can just barge into the sacred space? We can't. You can't barge into the sacred space. We have to, there has to be a sense of honor as we go about these movements and these practices. Come back down to the middle. We're going to arrive in the middle. Slowly stack the spine back up till we're in an upright seated position. Feel regal, feel beautiful, feel wonderful. But relax, shoulders relaxed. Then the arms pour out of that fountain of you. As you send those arms forward, they begin to sweep from the ground to the sky. And we're feeling that whole range of motion and pausing at the top, to plug into the heavens even as we drop our roots into the earth and breathe coming alive good you can't barge into sacred space we've got to have humility humbleness in our motions and our movements and our breath we're not making these bodies be alive we're not making our hearts beat we're not making sure that the breath keeps flowing at night when we're asleep why do we act as though it's all up to us why do we forget that something bigger than us obviously is sustaining us good arms continue along that back edge brush that back edge with the arms massage the full length of your arms shoulders chest as they Sweep down to the floor behind us again, always kindly, never forcefully. Hands land on the floor behind us. We recline just a little bit. Relax just a little bit. Deep breath. (sighs) Completely let go first, and then begin to send that belly. You can stay seated here, and send that belly forward and chest, and open the throat. And just staying seated and doing this, which I want you to feel like you're literally just emanating light off the front side of your body. That's not a forceful thing, it's a joyous thing, it's an enthusiastic thing, but enthusiasm is not tense or forceful, good. If you're feeling that enthusiasm wants to pick you right up off the floor there, to go to the knees, that can be a nice accentuation to this posture. But again, the spirit of it is, no matter what form you're in, embody yourself, really. Inhabit every cell, not barging, but but flooding, thankfully. Into all the places in your body, from the marrow of your bones to the surface of your skin, from the top of your head to the tip of your toes, soles of your feet, depths of your belly, center of your heart, pelvic floor. Just fill yourself up from the inside out. Good. Then we ease back down to the seat. We're going to activate the spine very sweetly by turning to the right leg just enough to kiss the spine. When I say kiss, it's a very soft touch from the bottom to the top. Just a turning of the shoulders and a turning of the head as though to skip past the muscles and bones and get right into the spinal cord itself, the fluid of your spine and the energy that courses through. And breathe. We're gonna have opportunities to do more hearty, muscly, tissuey, sinewy kind of twists. Right now, it's an energy twist. Just barely there. Hmm, touch your nervous system. Reset it with some breath. Good. Smooth and sweet to the other side. Kiss the spine with a gentle soft twist. Hmm. I do invite you to keep pondering that thought way past when we're in this, this uh, class together. Am I making me happen? Am I the one that's sustaining my life, supporting my, making it possible for me to think, to remember, to connect one moment to the next, to make a sentence, to speak, to see, to hear? Am I doing all that? Is it up to me? So something, could it be that there's something right now, all throughout me and all throughout all of us, That's allowing us this gift of being. And are we taking it for granted? Because if we're taking it for granted at the ground floor, it doesn't matter what else we do. We're just just wasting our energies. Got to put first first and give thanks. Remember to give thanks in every movement. We're going to lean back onto the hands. Unpack the legs. Just uncross the ankles. Let those legs slide out in front of us just to say hello to the backs of the legs in a very sweet way. Briefly, we're going to sit up, let the hands rest in the lap. Please, guys, stop trying to reach the toes. (laughs) It's not, you know, the toes are wonderful and all, but, you know, they're not necessary to touch uh, in order to go deep where we want to go deep here. So let your hands rest in your lap and just lean a little bit forward, and that's all we need for this first (sighs) moment Of which there will be a number of different opportunities to touch into and make friends with, most importantly, the backs of your legs and your back. Just say hello to the backside where all that stuff we'd often like to leave behind or run away from, but we never quite fully processed, I believe gets kind of stuck in that back. That back side of us. So to go into the back, that's why sometimes it can be really intense because it's like, oh wait, this is all the stuff I was trying to run away from. (laughs) So the shadow side, perhaps, if you want to think of it that way. Again, don't slam into it. Be respectful. Just start to flip on some lights here. The gentler we initially meet any area of the body, the deeper we're able to go in the long run anyway. The more anxious we are about getting further faster, actually the more of a, of a kickback the, the tissues give us. It's like the body is built in with a don't objectify me protection mechanism. <laughs> so don't objectify you, be gentle. We treat our bodies like some kind of commodity that we have to shape into our image in order to get a, attention or whatever it is that we, we, that we use our bodies because we think it's a how we look or what we can do that gets us the attention we want, the value we want, all these things. Be honest with yourself. Even though we, it'd be hard to admit it, it's really empowering to just recognize, wow, I'm, I've bought into that, that marketplace of objectifying the body for the sake of love. Quote unquote love, which is not love. We're all rating each other and rating ourselves in this dehumanizing scale of of personal value. It's, It's a form of enslavement. Let that go. Let's stop that already. Our bodies are not to be used and abused and objectified for any reason. Let's honor our bodies. In other words, our bodies are not a means to an end. Stop treating your body as a means to an end and and getting flexible, trying to get flexible is another version of using yourself and ab-using yourself. Good. Now that we've touched into the backside in that way of lengthening, let's say hello by way of squeezing, contracting, floating up. So what we're going to do is kind of lean slowly back, feel the transition. The hands come to the floor behind us. The fingers are pointing forward as the traditional pose goes. But if that doesn't feel good on the wrist, you just angle the hands somewhere. That feels more natural for the wrists. So you can flatten the feet as a, as an intro to this form, which allows us to get the same effect without quite as much intensity, if you will. But if you want to go straight legs, you're going to get more of that intensity factor. Either way, though, it's the spirit that matters, the spirit of levity, the spirit of floating. Uh, Even bringing a smile, an authentic smile to your face can give you the feeling that needs to be behind this pose, that feeling of, of lightness of heart, lightness of being. Again, we're still just saying hello, just embodying ah good you can let your head relax back if that's not comfortable for your neck draw your head back up good our relationship to heat is widely varied sometimes when we we feel heat in the body that starts to build such as what this posture generates we can have an almost adversarial knee-jerk response we go oh Oh no, I'm sweating, it's getting hot, how long do I have to hold this? And that's what tires us. It's not actually the pose, or the energy of the pose, it's the way we respond to it. So I invite you in these last few breaths to really make friends with the heat. Smile with it, breathe with it, make love to it. We're gonna set it back down to the seat, nice and soft. And as we are fully aware that the, the effects of that posture linger, and tingle, and buzz. We're bringing the feet flat to the floor. The hands float off of the floor from behind us. Softly wrap around the legs to create a relaxed container so that hardly anything's at work. And let's just feel the last few moments of the resonation of that last pose. Yes, resonation. Making up the word. Mm. Good. Now our focus, before we change any physical placement of anything, our focus now draws softly, gathers right in the the belly area, generally speaking. Just draw your attention there. Feel your belly in this relaxed state. It does not have to flex because the arms are holding you up. So there's no real need for any core involvement. But as soon as the arms leave the legs as a support mechanism, there is an instantaneous transfer albeit subtle to the tummy. See if you can feel that before we start to take it back. Good because what I want you to learn how to do here is to introduce core strength without, you know, going slamming into some really intense thing where your tummy doesn't have any time to appreciate it and so it becomes more of a tension. We want to just very slowly gently lean back like you're turning up the volume when you turn up the volume on the music, you don't turn it up to 10 just because you can. You probably turn it up to just the right level. It's not too loud, not too quiet, you know. Same thing, like with your shower, you don't just turn on hot. <laughs> well, maybe you do, um, but that's your business. Turn it, you turn it to the right temperature, not too hot, not too cold, right? So si- similar kind of idea here. We just wanna have it be, and if anything, it's, we wanna have it more on the chill side. Just feeling it, but we're we're able to stay relaxed. And the way to check that is just kind of move around a little bit and just remind yourself, flexion does not have to mean tension or stiffness, right? That's kind of a default misunderstanding about flexing. You can be flexed and relaxed. Now, if you're truly loving this and you want to have more heat, consider letting the feet leave the ground. That's a, big, that's a big jump too, that you just jumped a few points on the uh, intensity scale just by bringing the feet off the floor. And then they can go more straight, or they can go kind of lower, higher, because it's not just the intensity, guys, it's about the, where are you feeling it? And any shape change, like if my legs are down low like this, just barely above the ground, that's, I'm feeling it in a certain area. If it comes up a few inches, that area shifts, right? Same with the back, the curvature of the back, So just play with it. Today, we just want to play with it and remember, I'm assuming you are always remembering to breathe. I try to remind you as frequently as possible, but I'm counting on you to remember that it's always a time for breathing. Meaning, celebrating the breath, enjoying the breath, being enveloped in the breath. And I want you to think of the poses as almost, you're not in the pose The pose is in you. You're kind of turning it around. And in that sense, it's not an imposition. Good. Feet return to the floor. If they left, the hands come to the legs. And I just want you to feel the after effects in perfect stillness and silence. Good. That feels, that feels sufficient for now as far as the core. Let's cross the ankles. Plant the hands there on the front. If you and anytime you can't cross the ankles, if you swing your legs around. I trust you guys to find alternate routes and not feel at all uh, like you're lacking any abilities just because we can't all do it the same way. Let's hold the earth at arm's length now. Uh, this is really cool because it includes the core in the flow. Otherwise, if the core wasn't activated, we'd just be flopping, right? So, so when we hold plank, the legs are s- softly engaged, the tummies engaged, and you're pressing against the earth as not with two arms, but with one heart. And breathe. And remember the fluidity factor. You know, always have freedom to move about the pose. Ah. and then by the way i meant to mention you can always drop to the knees anytime we're in plank just assume that another version of plank is just on the knees instead of the toes either way we're letting the elbows bend back and we're going to lower all the way down till we're in full contact with the floor starting with the cobra which is simply just drawing the head and chest just barely off the ground don't make the mistake of feeling like you gotta go higher with this one either. You just, just enough. What we're after here is not the height, but the, the sensation of a nice uniform flexion from basically the base of the head, the occipital ridge there, all the way down the cervical spine, thoracic spine, lumbar, down to the sacrum. And just imagine the, those muscles just nice, evenly squeezed. And breathe right into your heart. Good. Just to check in, to keep the thread going that I started at the beginning of class. Why are we doing this? What's the point? What am I really up to? And let's just make this about self-care, self-love in this moment. We're gonna keep the cobra but apply that plank push again. So now we get an upward dog. In other words, plank plus cobra equals upward dog. <laughs> and again, you can always drop to the knees, but flexing of the legs and the tummy is kind of the traditional idea behind upward dog, which is uh, you know just one of my favorite poses, honestly. It's hard to pick favorites, but there's something really beautiful about the effect of this one and just the... It's uh, such a graceful form, and then we're going to roll over the toes into our very first and famous downward dog asana, which is a basic idea is you're on your hands and feet at the same time. I am well aware that that's uncomfortable for a lot of bodies, and so anytime we're in downward dog, pyramid as I call it, you can drop to the hands and knees instead Great option. You can child's pose instead. So I'm going to leave that to you. Meanwhile, downward doggers. We're going to just explore some possibilities here. It's not a one-size-fits-all situation. I want you to know your options. So you kind of walk your hands. Let's all walk the hands further away from the feet, in other words, further forward, and just sort of feel what that's like. Scan your body. Move around a little bit. Okay, we see what that's like. Let's walk those hands backwards towards the feet and shorten the distance from even where we started. Feel to where you know it's like almost like a ridiculously compact downward dog that you would never call a downward dog. That's a downward dog, <laughs> and it's just a compact one. And and move around a little bit. Just explore it. Knees can be bent, by the way. Don't feel like your heels have to be on the gr- ground or the knees straight. Just feel good. All right, we got that. Now come back to sort of a neutral in-between, not too far ahead, not too far back. Somewhere in that range should be like a home base. Now there's also options to go wider, wider than the mat with the hands, check that out. See what that feels like. Or hands united, what's that like? Notice how different that is for the shoulders, for the arms, changing the structure and therefore the energy flow and the effect. Hands back to shoulder distance. Let's try that with the feet wider. What does that do? What about side by side, right next to each other? Notice how different that is. Good. Somewhere in between. So you you realize after uh, exploring the possibilities that downward dog as we tend to do it, happens to be in a kind of neutral in-between of all those extremes. And that's where we can find the most kind of structural soundness so that you can rest on your bones and relax and breathe. <sighs> but feel free to get creative at any time. I really want you guys to play and, and dare to be a yoga posture inventor. <sighs> now, we're gonna start to make our journey to the front. Several steps, one big step, however you want to go. Feet are going to arrive side by side. At the front, our first standing forward fold. For me, I like to meet these first few forward folds with more of a bent leg approach so that I can feel it in the backs of the legs, but I'm not necessarily going for the full-on stretch effect all the way through the backs of the knees. I like to be gentle. So that's up to you. If you're already feeling like straight legs is in order, go for it. rest of us... Kind of draping yourself over naturally bent legs, let the weight of your arms and the weight of your head and the weight of your torso do all the the work. It just your only job here is to basically stay balanced and breathe <sighs> and let go of any more remaining tensions. This sort of concludes the intro sequence of the of the journey we're on today. We're about to enter into the sun salutes, which is more of a continuous motion flow. And again, where some of us may branch off, those of you who are new to this practice and don't uh, feel quite ready to go into that continuous flow of, of uh, following the rhythm of the breath, uh, your, your task right now is to find your course and to celebrate exactly the flow that you do and not feel at all like you're falling short in any way shape or form okay now we're going to catch the next inhale wave almost like we're inflating with the breath and the arms inflate outward and upward and you reach full inflation at the peak of the inhale with the palms gently meeting or the fingertips good let's just hang out here for a moment through an exhale still reaching though i just want you to feel it this should be a very lively posture so it's like not a lazy bone in your body in one sense very much alive, very vital to the brim, and yet it is relaxed. Your shoulder's relaxed. You're sinking into your heels. We want to find that magical blend between, it's like where the energies of levity and that upward enthusiasm are in complete harmony with the relaxing downward pull of gravity. And they're not in opposition. They're not fighting each other anymore. Quite the contrary, they're fueling each other levity feeds gravity gravity feeds levity they're together good i want you to get that feeling with this As we're going to pass through it a number of times let the arms then softly land at your side as we arrive in samastitihi tadasana mountain pose number of names for it simply standing feet together tall in the spine but relax in the shoulders relax in the face a good time to tune into the pelvic floor and softly engage the muscles, and we call that mula banda. Hmm. And we're gonna catch the next in-breath, nice. And full, yet like you're not even trying, good. Palms meet, inhale becomes exhale, glide. We wanna blend these motions so there's no beginning or end, right? Exhale, we hit the bottom, inhale, comes up, about halfway, feel the back. Let's just pause here for a moment since this is new. This is kind of, you know, we've got that upside down L shape a little bit. Hands can rest on the legs. This is like a forward fold and kind of like a cobra, actually. If you feel the effect in the back, you know, when we're on the floor in cobra, you take that back and you put it on top of the forward fold, like that. And that's, that's what we got here. It's a really nice pose if we know how to just hit it just right. And then as we exhale, the next exhale, we're going to plant the hands. And how you go back is up to you. I err on the side of just going step and step. Then from here, you can drop to the knees. Stay. Stay off the knees and plank. Either way, the elbows bend back. You, if you're on the knees, it'll be more natural to go fully in contact with the floor. If you're off the knees, you stop just an inch or too short and roll over the toes. On your belly, go into cobra, which means you're not pushing with the hands. Off the belly, you go into upward dog like this, and then over the toes. onto. Hands and feet, if you're into generating the heat and kind of staying with that, kind of getting a nice gentle burn to this inner flame, you can always child's pose it. And in fact, you can still keep the heat going in child's pose too, don't feel like you're losing it, but you want to stay present, stay with the breath, keep that mula bandha engaged at the pelvic floor. Good. The heat that we're after is more like the intensity of the focus of your attention. That's the heat. The way a magnifying glass can focus the sun into a bright burning spot. Our mind is that magnifying glass of attention. And we're keeping that attention focused in this moment. And that's the, that's the gentle burn we want. If you happen to be in child's pose, ride the next exhale as it morphs into a pyramid. And then all of us together, stepping, walking. Let's reserve the hopping, if at all, for later. Feet arrive side by side, that same in-breath. I always like the picture being on like a surfboard and the wave kind of comes and you skip this one and it just rolls right past you. Good, exhale. Catch the next wave up to the sky. Good, exhale becomes inhale let's really stay with the rhythm of the breath this time becomes exhale have fun guys feel it it's all a massage if you can just see it that way good it's not a workout i even sometimes don't like to call it sun salutations because that again sounds like the like a, a sequence or something you gotta like do as a chunk of the practice no just we are in it right now. There's no better moment than this right now. Through the upward dog, inhale to the downward dog, exhale. Child's pose, hands and knees. Breathe. Focus your your mind in a fine glass. This moment. Remember, you're not doing this alone, meaning you couldn't do this of your own accord. You don't have the resources to keep all of the functions of your body going simultaneously. The homeostasis of your body, which involves countless simultaneous and harmonious mechanisms that aren't mechanisms at all, but dances of the body. We're not doing that, so who is? Good. we got to stop acting as though we're isolated objects in this universe. But we're woven into it all. Good. Let's move as though we're woven into it. Stepping on up to the front. That same inhale picks us up about halfway to cobra back. Exhale. We drain out. Good. Inhale. Inflate to the sky with a feeling of thank you. And exhale. Becomes inhale. Thank you. Exhale. Thank you. Inhale. Part way up. Gracias. Exhale. Plant the hands. Step on back. Lower. Into the earth. Merci. Inhale upward dog Dankeschön Exhale downward dog. I got though. Thank you. <sighs> mm. Can't be depressed when we're in thank you so be in thank you what is thank you thank you is not taking being for granted not becoming entitled and entitlement guys is our default mode we can be very sweet people very good people very caring people and not realize that i too have slipped into entitlement you know how you can tell when you start to complain <laughs> It just means we forgot. And so when we see it, we remember, come back. Thank you. It's a rehab. Good. Let's ride that next breath up to the top. Feet arrive side by side, part way up. Becomes exhale, all the way down. Thank you. Thank you, Earth. Inhale. Our bodies are Earth. We're not on the Earth, we are, are the Earth. exhale land. let's take a few moments now after those uh sun salutation a sequence is a nice way to just get the juices flowing now we want to feel those juices flowing in the stillness Sun Salutation B is a really nice evolving of the Sun Salutation A. It just brings in a couple more elements and a couple more flavors, uh, a little more heat. So when we sweep the arms up, we're simultaneously, and let's take a moment the first time to just kind of feel it. Legs united as one springy leg. Two legs become one, and we're sitting into the earth. As such, there's kind of a soft pressure between the knees. That helps them feel united in their strength. Good, if your knees don't happen to touch, Don't sweat it, just moving in that direction. Now, the arms, they can go as far down as brushing the floor, but for now, let's just let them be natural, sweeping downward, outward, and then upward where the inhale would peak just like before in this beautiful form right here. I love this pose. And then exhale, slowly straightening the legs in smoothness like like you're taking a swan dive off the cliff into a beautiful blue lake. And we open up the backside on the bottom of that exhale. Then the inhale, we come up about halfway. Hands can slide up the legs. Exhale, gonna let the hands plant, step on back. Since this is more heated, those of you taking a gentle approach, I invite you to skip the dip and scoop, which is dropping into Chaturanga Dandasana. That's that low down plank. And then scoop into Cobra or Upward Dog. Good. Those of you who skipped that should go back to a child's pose or a downward dog and consider from either whether or not you want to take this step up with the, uh, either foot, drop that back heel as a traditional approach or if you like the sort of heel off the ground as a very different energy, catch the next inhale to come up into a warrior pose. Relaxed warrior, grateful warrior, peaceful warrior. Hands land on the exhale, plant the hands. Step on back, lowering into the earth. Exhale if you want to dip and scoop or skip the scoop. Good. And also, if you really like that heat from that, you can add an extra dip. I like doing that. Get a little more vitamin dip. And the other foot steps up. Inhale, rise on up. Always with gratitude. It's celebration. Celebration and gratitude are the same energy. Planting the hands, stepping on back. Dip or skip. Good. And consider, if you haven't yet, child's posing this time. Unless you're just loving that heat, you want to stay on the hands and the feet. We'll keep that heat going a little bit more intensely. Breathe and. In. If you happen to be a child's pose, morph into a pyramid, hands and feet on the way to stepping, walking, or hopping to the front. Those of you who feel this is too much movement, too fast, just take breaks. Hang out and keep breathing with us. Exhale. Becomes inhale, sitting into the earth, sweeping the arms out and up. The palms unite in that glorious moment. And then exhale, legs straighten, arms fall. Let's do one more of those today and just enjoy every little moment of it. We're retraining the mind to use motion, not as a means to an end. We're not trying to get done with the motion because we're trying to get somewhere. There's no finish line. It's always this moment, this movement. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Inhale becomes exhale. Planting hands and right now, and right now is the best moment that ever happened. And this moment too. And this moment too. And this moment too. Yes. Keep thinking that way. Just keep staying with the best moment ever, which is right now. The best movement ever, which is the one that's happening. Good. Big step up. If you're going with the warrior. Yeah. So a whole different way of relating to the moment when it's no longer a means to an end <sighs> plant the hands step back dip or skip <sighs> good and you can see when you start to feel the difference how when you move as though you're trying to get somewhere that's like a a finish line somewhere in the future or somewhere over there. And so every movement between here and there is in the way. And you can feel how then that creates tension and that creates stress and that creates impatience, which is a form of fight or flight, frustration, anxiety, stress. And we're used to it. And then we get desensitized because nothing in our culture is arresting that process. Let's child's pose together, downward dog. Nothing in our culture says, hey, this is messed up. So we keep doing it, and we keep on stressing out. And then if, if we even have enough wherewithal to go, something doesn't feel right, you can't talk about it. Why? Because everybody's too much in a hurry. If you become a voice for stopping running and everyone's deeply invested in running, nobody's going to want to support you in stopping running, right? Because that would mean that they would have to stop running too, or at least face that they are running. So that's what we're dealing with here, guys, Our culture is so normalized and steeped in the frantic, and we're stressed, <laughs> and we stay in that, and then we talk all this, this talk about relieve your stress and mindfulness and all these words, we throw them out into the, into the field, but they're not doing anything because we're not getting to the source. We're not arresting it at the, at the real core, which is what, we are phobic of presence. We're scared to death of being here, (laughs) really. And getting out of our numbness and our power trips. That's what's going on, guys. Be brave, gotta be brave to do yoga, or let yoga do you. Child's pose becomes downward dog. Step, walk, or hop up to the front. That inhale brings us all the way to the upside down L cobra. Back exhale all the way to a relaxed drape. Inhale. I always lose my uh, I always lose my earbud at least once in a practice. So um, halfway up, all the way down, and then. All the way as we sit into the earth, uniting the legs is one spring and inflating to the top. Let's just hang out here for a moment and even feel free to change the, the shape of your arms. And let's just drink from this fountain. Again, when there's heat, what we're managing is not so much the pose alone as how are we responding and reacting to that heat mentally. If you start to react to it, you'll get tired, you'll get drained. Think of it as it's charging you up. This is vital energy coming into your body right now. It's not taking energy, it's giving you energy. Change your mind, change the experience of it, change the effect. Good, get energized, come alive. Very nice, and then the legs start to straighten, the arms softly fall, and in a nice Tadasana pose. Perfectly still, we then metabolize. And then the feet separate about hip distance apart, which seems like a small change, but makes a big difference in the energetic flow of the body. Slightly gripping toes, just like your your feet are like suction cups. And you just want to just They barely get that feeling. Hands, well, the legs first. Just flex them a little bit. Let them relax. Let them go completely relaxed in the muscles. And then give them just a little flex. It's a nice, firm sort of feeling of support. Maybe even a little squeeze in the glutes as we get the hands to the hips and gently press forward. Because we want those legs to feel sturdy, but not... You know, crazy stiff, just nice and sturdy as we offer the pelvis forward and turn the gaze up, which creates this beautiful curvature of the spine, which actually can grow pretty intense pretty quick. So please manage this edge and not slam into it and just adjust to where the way I think of it is when we go into this posture, it's like you're opening up the flow for the energy of the earth to come up into your body with greater force and intensity, and we don't want to fight that. So if you're going to go for intense, you've got to also go for surrender and get out of the way. Breathe. Hmm. We think of it's either active or passive, right? In the normal, everyday way of thinking, but uh, in the yogic realm of thinking, active and passive are together. So we're active right now, but completely Receptive. We're doing and yet witnessing. Good. Very nice. Short distance to go. It seems to just come back to center, but we want to treat it as a long journey. Feel it. Really feel all the little textures along the way. And then we're going to just keep going. We want to keep more or less this leading of the lower abdomen, so that the, the upper uh, chest and everything sort of is trailing behind just a little bit. What that does is it allows us to focus them length into the backs of the legs earlier on, which means your hands may want to come to your legs as additional support. You may want to let the knees bend so as to not be too intense. But either way, what we're going to do is just very gracefully, very lovingly start to meet this edge. As we feel the length lengthening of the backs of the legs, it's also going into the sacrum and into the back. Wherever you're feeling it is right where you need to feel it. Just make sure nothing is too intense. And then we have some options once we're reaching and feel safe to go full dangle. Let the head go, let the arms go. Kind of go limp maybe at first. Traditional parangustasana is taking the big toes with the middle and index fingers. Parangustasana means big toe pose. <laughs> These fancy names, and they always have the most literal translations. Um, But, um, yeah, we're basically wrapping the big toes in the traditional form, but if that's reaching the feet is not an option, just let the hands rest. As long as we're feeling the backs of the legs back here, that's all we need. And to make sure that it's not too intense, notice and sort of recall in your mind the first forward fold or forward folds. Are you noticing any increase in the range of motion, even the littlest bit of an increase in terms of how receptive your tissues are? That's what I'm talking about. When we honor the body and be gentle, stop trying to push our agenda of flexibility, flexibility happens. (sighs) And it's authentic. It's not a forced flexibility. It's not a desensitized flexibility. Good. Good. When we say my body, there's two ways of saying that. There's the appropriate way, my body, my sacred body, the body, the, the earth that has been granted to me to take good care of, and I am a steward of this land that I call my body. The other way that, that is more of the pathological way is to my body, my object, my thing, that I can do what I want with. That's where a lot of us slip into just by default, and, and that's where self Ab use starts to slip in, even in subtle ways. Why? Because the presumption is that it's mine. It's my object and that my body is stuff. And then we manipulate. We manipulate ourselves. No one likes to be manipulated by someone else. Why do we feel okay about manipulating ourselves? We shouldn't. Good. And then we're going to, on our way back up, we want to just slowly stack. I usually let the knees bend just a little bit. Take some of the strain off the backs of the knees. But just round up. Path of least resistance. Just feel this journey of everything stacking up again. You, know, you, might, you might hit some zones that are like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't know that was there. You know, Take your time through those. We'll take a few moments. If you've reached standing already, just take a few moments to let... Everyone sort of gather in that standing position. And at any time, anyone, if you feel like, well, this is too good what I'm experiencing, I don't want to rush through this, please honor that. That's so much more important than keeping up. You can always jump in to where we are later. If something really good and juicy is coming up for you, I invite you to please honor that and stay there. Don't feel like you, you're you like falling behind. Good. So we've gone back on forward let's let's drop down and bring in this element again similar to utkatasana where the feet the legs are together but it is different it's a very different feeling actually and we sit into the earth without en- engaging the back too much without leaning too far forward any of that just let the tailbone drop let your pelvis remember we did this a few classes ago just kind of move the pelvis around and make sure not just the pelvis but your low spine low back everything's relaxed we want to be if, if making friends with the energy that's rising up, and then go ahead and give it an outlet. Traditional pose is like straight arms angled straight ahead. Beautiful in its own right, but I'd like to just give you freedom today. Just let your arms express and exude the energy of this pose as, as though to give it an outlet. I almost think of it like a you become a fountain. You sit into the earth, you plug into that water pressure deep in the earth, and just let it pour forth. Breathe. Let it nourish you, let it energize you, let it feed you. Good. And then to just add some flavor to it optionally, let the heels peel off the ground, which then focuses more of that heat into opening up the feet. You can even feel it in the webbing of your feet, deep between the, the, the metatarsal's and tarsals of the of the the feet (sighs) opening up spreading getting energy and light and breath in there and then staying on the balls of the feet go ahead and elongate up nice and long and reach to the heavens reach into the earth deep deep breath this is a hallelujah pose i want you to get so light that you just might leave the floor Good, then without letting the heels thud, slowly let those heels return to the earth, and then as a object with barely any weight floating on the air, we're gonna come down into a full squat. One of the most therapeutic positionings for our bodies in so many ways good our squats are widely varied as i always mention so if your heels are on the ground great off the ground great support of the hands in front behind whatever even if you want to sit down and do a, a makeshift squat where the knees are up but you're actually sitting that's cool if that feels if it feels like too much to ask of your hips and knees and ankles to stay in a squat so always options always a, a variation any modification to any pose is actually easy to figure out, as long as you honor the way in. Because if you're if you're taking your time on the way in, you'll detect when things get too intense. You'll get you and you'll know. Okay, this is my modification. So remember that. If you want to add a little more flavor to the opening of the hips, you bring the palms of the hands together, outer elbows, press the knees opposite directions. Good time for mula Bandha, engaging the pelvic floor muscle. And breathe with me. Very nice the arms out from inside the legs if they happen to be there. We're gonna take that right foot and step, step her back. Today, I'd like to explore low down version of the warrior postures. We're gonna kind of, you'll notice, if you stay with me, you'll notice a sort of gradual sequencing to these classes where Wednesdays are being really super gentle and mellow. Um, and then these these Saturdays kind of pick it up a little bit, but we're just gonna kind of breathe each, each time that's kind of building on the last. So please celebrate all of these uh, more gentle modifications as we know that they're going to evolve, OK? So support of the hands. Um, basically, it's a lunge, but you're on your knee instead of your foot. And then from here, we've got an amazing range of motion. If we use the, I think of the, the hands just like training wheels on a bike, right? That allows you to be sort of sloppy in your balance. <laughs> It's like that. And we allow ourselves to explore because the, we're being supported there. A lot of ways that you can go. Very nice stuff. If, by the way, you're feeling uh, too much pressure on your knee, you can double fold the mat, you know, that kind of style. Or think of it in future um, practices to just bring in some extra padding uh, to, to put under that part of your knees, a towel or something like that so that you don't have to feel like your knees are bearing too much here. Now that we've spent some time here, we'll just ha- optionally, this is only if you feel the need to, leave the hands and come up to, to the more upright positioning, resting the hand, hands on that knee, that front knee, and breathe. This is actually doing something more focused for that, that right hip, that back hip, than, than even if we're in the standing version. It's different, but because we're down here on the knee, it allows us to really feel that lengthening effect on the front of the hip. We want to be kind there. If all that feels good, consider in the last few breaths of this, giving a nice celebratory thank you reach. Remember, you don't even have to say the words thank you. Express it. Body, body language, body speaking. Are you just doing a pose? Are you just making a shape with your body? Well, that's that's kind of an empty shell. What makes a posture go from an empty shell to an actual resonant word meaning a meaningful pose and then we're going to come gently down to the support of the hands and touch into that back of the leg in a unique way something that only this posture does in this way from this angle with this degree of pressure so basically what we do is we start to straighten that left leg support now your Uh, femur your right femur becomes the pillar of support in here and so you can really just relax again you want to make sure your knee is happy and drawing the toes back towards you you can support with the hands or you can even stay up like this hands on the hips or wherever you like breathe Now this is kind of something really neat in terms of the effect and I I stumbled on this through exploration to keep the legs straight but reach the toes. The way I experience that is a very unique way of permeating the foot, getting into those tissues, again, between the tarsals and metatarsals, just feeling that whole webbing of the feet, getting some life in there, you know, between bearing all of our weight all the time and walking around and being squeezed into shoes often, you know, our feet can really be taking on a lot more than we realize. So just be aware of that. This is a really good time to melt some of that. Good. That knee begins to bend again. And we arrive briefly in the original formation, hands plant, we're gonna float that left foot back. And if you want to go through the dip and scoop, just like in the Sun Salutes, feel free to do that. If you wanna skip it and just go right back to child's pose, that's fine. We went back into the the pose from the squat. This time, we're gonna go forward from the child's pose. So the right foot's gonna step forward, leaving the left leg behind. Support of the hands to just play and say hello. Closing the eyes is a really amazing tool to bring in sometimes in terms of when you you close off your visual sense of sight through the eyeballs, you open up another version of seeing. Feeling is a kind of seeing if you think about it. So maybe close your eyes here and just tip and tilt a little bit. See with your mind. See with your feeler, feelers. And don't separate mind from feeling. A lot of people pull, try to pull that move as though there's feelings, and that's one realm. And then there's mind, and that's another realm, thought and mind. But thoughtful feeling, feeling thoughtful. Mm, thoughts feel, thinking feels, feeling thinks. Start to to remove that uh, that that breach between the two. Mm, Heal that, that wound between mind and body. Let's leave the hands only if desired. (sighs) Increase the, the effect of this lunge. And finally, shine to the sky if that feels good. be alive be alive be light and then the hands are going to return back to the floor we're going to retreat back to the support of that left femur right leg straightens toes draw back hand support or coming up whichever feels better to you Begin to reach and you f- start to feel the elongation effects in the front of that ankle down into the feet. Good, fill that foot up with you with breath. That foot flattens in conjunction with the bending of that right leg again. The hands plant once more. Dip and scoop, or skip it, and go right back to child's pose, or even pyramid pose if you if you like. Good. While you're in child's pose, and in fact, if you did go to pyramid, drop down to child's pose with us. And, you know, whether you're on your forehead or on your elbows, like me right now, just. Give your hips a little nice side to side rock. What's cool about this is that when the legs are you know pressed up against the earth and and your and your torso, sort of sandwiched in between, as it were, when you rock the hips, that that swivel motion is actually going right into the deep, deep places of your hips. And you might be able to feel that. so that's a nice way to just lovingly caress those deep hips. As usual, time is flying by. I feel called, nonetheless, to at least get one sort of standing balance experience in today. So let's make our journey there nice and smooth. Sort of emerging out of the child's pose, turning the toes under so we can go into a pyramid. Take a few moments there to appreciate the backs of the legs and just... Smile for me in there, in your heart. Breathe deeply. Now let's make our way to the front of the mat with our feet. One more time. Big steps, several smaller steps. Like we're completing uh, a sun salute. Halfway up becomes an exhale all the way down. We start to inflate on up with a nice, beautiful sweep. Let's linger at the peak of the inhale here for a moment maybe a breath or two actually and then let the arm softly fall now i wanted to touch on the principle of balance today not so much you know let's let's do a dancer's pose or anything like that let's just touch balance itself in all of its beautiful supreme simplicity and and nourishing quality and all we got to do is just maybe glance down at the feet to make sure they're not askew, you know, like one is in front of the other or something. Just line them up. Touch them together if they, if they can or as close as they will. And the reason for that is you're, you're com- um, sort of containing your foundation, your contact place with the earth to the smallest surface area on two feet. <clears throat> when the feet are wider, it's kind of like, almost like uh, you expand the surface area, even though the same amount of Foot is touching the ground, but something happens when they unite together and become one almost one surface that brings in just enough topsy turviness in this to be at once heightening of our sense of balance without being precarious and and uh, unduly <laughs> um, difficult to up- uphold so that 's why I want to just focus on two footed balance today. Again, not because, oh, wow, it's so impressive to stand on two feet and balance. That's not the point. The point is touching balance itself. How do we do that? Well, one simple way here, as long as you feel uh, comfortable to do so, is to close your eyes while you're on your two united feet. You'll notice right away that you are not a statue. You're not perfectly still. You're not devoid of motion. You're actually in constant motion but if you if you observe you'll notice well you're not really doing that you're not like having to calculate consciously my body is tipping 1.7 degrees south southwest and i got to draw myself back up with this many pounds of force you're not (laughs) thinking that way right if you had to manage it like that you would go crazy it happens by a built-in intelligence that is innate to us what is that it's a it's a feeling, it's a knowing when we are in balance. Therefore, it, there's, a, there's a, a sense about balance and centered that when we are off center, we know it instantaneously. So if you just really allow your body to sway, it's almost like, like a, a rubber band draws you back to the middle no matter which direction. It won't let you go too far off the center. So I want you to see where does it keep pulling you back to? What is it? Is it a location? Is it a sensation? What is it? it? It's there. It's it's like it's there and it's not. You can't measure it. You can't give it a, a weight or a height or a size or anything. And yet it's there. Why? Because we keep on coming back to it. Good. If you want to give it a visualization, think of it just like the North Pole and the South Pole, like the lines that shoot off the top of the top and bottom of the Earth, so to speak. Um, you're like a. You're like you've got your own personal pole on planet earth. If you continue a line straight down from your feet down to the center of the earth, it's going to shoot out the exact opposite other side of the planet. And that line comes up right up through the center of you and shoots up right up top, top of your head. In that sense, you can kind of give it a, a, a sort of visual that you're aligning, but you're not wanting to, grasp it you don't want to stiffen yourself right you want to draw yourself in complete relaxation again and again to touch that center line that center place because when we do we're touching something deeper than the word balance indicates or even the word center uh, could be taken in a in a very limiting way it's more like a, a zero point it's more like a meaning like a like an infinite center a place where we can touch, in a way we can touch all centers. To touch your center is to touch source, is to to feel it. And in that sense, it becomes an access place to to healing and an access place to balancing everything in you. So for fear that my voice could be uh, sort of at least competing a little bit with the the subtlety of this, I'm going to just be quiet for the next little while and I want you to just Really nothing but feeling that center place. Again, not as a fixed point or even a fixed line, but as just this this place of depth and connection. And now you can see how one could easily go into some one-legged pose and indeed be staying balanced, in other words, not falling over, but also that they're not necessarily feeling the depth of balance. Not necessarily. Just because they're not falling doesn't mean that they're touching balance the way we are right now. Again, that's why I wanted to just do a two-footed balance here. Uh, do away with any pretentious posturing and just really make it all about balance itself we're going to take that with us in the next uh in the upcoming classes now that we've really taken that sacred moment to understand it and i'll echo this in the future but today i just really wanted you to feel it i wanted you to feel how awesome it is to just touch that balance now let's take that with us in a beautiful sweep as we wrap up with a couple of delicious hip openers big sweep Inhale becomes exhale. Glide through the air. Every movement is its own reward. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Inhale. Part way up. Exhale. Plant the hands. Step walker hop. Mm, one more. Vinyasa. If you crave it, dip and scoop. <laughs> Very nice. Exhale over the toes, hands and feet and from this vantage point we're going to bring that right foot more towards the center creating a kind of tripod effect the reason for that is just structurally it makes it more feasible for the left foot to leave the ground without losing stability so you've turned your quadrupod into a tripod that left leg as a bent leg floats up to the sky just to focus more on the on the hip and the arms and the supporting we want to be as relaxed as possible so that we can we can reach that leg in peace. <laughs> you don't have to reach the leg, but if you do, you wanna feel like it's, I almost see a direct line from the right hand through the right arm, right shoulder, right across the back at a diagonal and out the left leg. When you see those lines of energy, it's amazing how much more empowered the pose can be. So I'm hardly doing anything here, it feels like, but that, that leg is just bursting to the sky. So that's something that happens over time. Don't force that. But just be aware of the geometry that's built into the pose and work with it. I'm going to point that left knee, slide onto the shin, maybe the side of the leg. You you just want to explore as you set your weight down. We want to have a nice entry into that hip area without, again, hitting it too hard. Let's take a few moments up top to, much like an upward dog, lengthen. And with the exhale will start to let our weight drop onto the leg and the hip, in effect. You can go to the elbows, you can go all the way to the forehead, however you do this. <sighs> Remember the tip ability. I'm making it kind of more obvious to see right now as I'm tipping left, tipping right. You can do that same thing very subtly, just... Like I called it the other day, micro adjustments and deep breaths. We call it a hip. <laughs> Call it a gluteus maximus. They call it ball and socket joint. Whatever, all these names, pelvis, you know. Drop all the labels. You don't need any of the labels to have an encounter with it. And that's what I want you to do right now. It's almost—it's a form of inward intimacy with oneself when we dare to drop the labels. That helps keeps things at arm's length, in a way, and really just encounter, meet the sensation with an open heart and an open mind. Hmm. Stop taking your body personally. It's not about you ask the body what it's about the body is nature if nature just took a took the form of a human body and walked right in the door and said hey i've got something to tell you you'd probably be like oh my god <laughs> what please tell me well guess what nature took the form of a body and walked in the door and it's your body listen she's talking body is not about you. Your body is borrowed. Good. That's a nice dose there for the left hip. Let's give that same kind of love to the right hip before we enter into a shavasana. Now the movement out of this is key, right? So we want to support the um, body's weight with the arms so that when we pull that weight off of the leg we're not doing that again in some jerky jolting motion but really honor it cuz there's a there's kind of a rush and a flood anytime we remove l- the lengthening lengthening and compressions of any given pose so i want you to really feel that for a moment before we go right into the other side right there in your pyramid pose just feel the the contrast perhaps between your left and right just notice and let's go ahead and give give that uh, right leg a chance to shine as we bring the left foot into its tripod position let that leg float up to the sky dial in your base so that you're as uh, much in an effortless mode as possible prior to turning up the faucet to full blast through that leg use the geometry oh yeah pointing the knee sliding onto the shin, side of the leg, sitting down, your weight onto that hip with care. That should be the feeling right there, like you're slipping into a hot bath. Nice, deep inhale. let, Let go of any tensions, worries, stress. Onto the elbows or forehead or whatever feels right. Let's go deep sea diving mm, into the depths that heretofore we have pointed towards with the word, label, arrow called hip. I'm going to let that arrow, that sign, we're not going to stop at the sign. We're going we're to go where it pointed, right into that deep, deep place. I say it's not our body, not your body. That could be taken the wrong way. It is. It's actually what I'm saying is, is actually more your body than you realized. But in a ironically, we're denied access to the depths of the body by taking it personally, by taking a kind of naive ownership of the body, my body, right? And we're using that lens that that objectifies. That's what denies us access. It's like here, we have this magical forest that we could go into, but there's a force field that keeps us from entering it, and that force field is the ego and the false ownership, arrogating, and and commandeering, that we're so, that's the entitlement I'm speaking of. We act entitled, if you act entitled, you're gonna just hit the force field, you're not gonna be allowed into the magical forest, so to speak. So your body is that magical place, that's the nature that's walked right in the door. Lose, lose that that attitude <laughs> drop the tude and and get humble Now we're going to exit this one in a slightly different way now. We're going to retreat back up onto the hands and topple to the right side with the support of the right arm and hand to swing that left leg around and back. Soles of the feet come together. This is really nice because not only does it take us from the outer hips, more focal area of the, of the pigeon pose that we just did, but now it, it stays in the hips but transfers the focus to now the inner aspects of the hips where m- amazing things happen. So we'll start just by being simply in an upright position, simply feet together. You can take the the feet with the hands or let the hands support you from behind. The angle that you are at has everything to do with kind of where you're feeling it. Sometimes when I really give myself free reign to explore, I'll even find myself being guided to, to, to use the arms to get up off the floor and move into it from that angle, really nice approach it's not in any book i never was told that i i discovered it by giving myself freedom to explore and to be a posture inventor please allow yourself that same freedom you'll you'll be amazed at what you come across just by being bold and exploring breaking the rules I think I just got the one-hour ding. <clears throat> so what we're going to do is to recline back, with this, with the help of the hands, back to a sleeping version of this. Sleeping meaning on the back. Soles of the feet stay together. I want to give you two options as we, as we part today. <clears throat> to stay here and just let gravity have you, and let your shavasana also be uh, this opportunity to open and surrender and let go and release of uh, of the tensions that we can store in the inner hips, the groin, even psoas, all this this whole area. In other words, this leg formation is an opportunity to really do some deep work on yourself. Okay, so if you feel <sighs> called to do so, please do. Otherwise, if at any point you want to just slide the legs out into Shavasana or as we've explored a couple times, bring the legs together very slowly and do some cleansing in that way. Let the legs shake and rumble and tremor and release in that way. Any other postures you feel you would like? Uh, Any twists, any uh, inversions, anything like that. Just please feel free to do that now. I'm gonna just talk us through a a shavasana um, transition, and I will leave you in that shavasana. And I ask that you please consider staying in it if you if you can afford to, not run on to the next thing right away. I invite you to really allow yourself a good long shavasana to integrate not just what we've done with our bodies. But what we've done with our minds and our mind-body connection and communication is really deep. And, and uh, I, su- I said a lot today that is gonna work on you for a while, whether you realize it or not. So just, it's good to honor that in your Shavasana. <sighs> so let yourself take a nice deep in-breath. And with the exhale, really let go of anything else that may be tense or holding up against gravity. Not not just relaxing on the earth, but relax into the earth. And in that sense, you almost become as big as the earth. Remember that she feels you as much as you feel her. In fact, probably more. So be aware of the the relationship you're having. It's not some big rock that you're lying on. But see her as the living being as she is. She's feeling you. I don't want to be gender excluding in any way, shape, or form. He's feeling you. She's feeling you. Nature is not one gender or another. And I don't feel anything more needs to be said today. Just ride out the stillness, and when you do transition out of your shavasana, and do so in a very loving and gentle emergence that, in a in its way, leaves behind any. Uh, any old stuff, any weights. Don't pick up the baggage as you get back up again. Leave it behind. Start a new life. Start fresh. (sighs) Every moment is a letting go and a reemergence. Every moment is a dying and a birthing. Life in the zone is detached from holding on. (sighs) And in that sense, free. Liberated. Eternal life. So again, stay in your Shavasana. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you really felt and enjoy this journey together and the medicine that we're tapping into and know that it will continue to work on you in the coming hours and days. (sighs) I'm going to ask you to stay in the practice until we meet again on Wednesday or next Saturday or whenever we meet in time, even if it's a recording, it's still in the now. So when we meet again, namaste.